0: down to Miss Prum, both
1: of you. Sir, for two weeks now, I've been bald. We did everything to get my hair back. Nothing worked. At last, I tried this extremely dangerous mixture. It worked, but now my hair won't stop. My
0: only chance is for this guy to keep on cutting. Please let me stay. I want to be educated. Not just Harry.
1: And welcome to the worst picture cast, where Grant and I talk about bad movies that we love so much.
0: I'm Joey R. Here with Grant Z. Grant. Hello. How are you doing? I am doing great. I cannot wait to talk about this movie with uh with our first international guest. Big big things. Huge.
1: Big things. Welcome, Zita Short.
2: Hey, I'm so happy to be on today. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, you've been wonderful guests on my podcast. So, you've covered some not so good films <laughs> in many cases <laughs> on Three Hundred Passions, but it's still been very enjoyable to discuss horrors like Quo Vadis with <laughs> Joey.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Joe, Joey's by far gone the short end of the stick more than I have. I quite that, happily, though. movies I've had have been pretty. I've enjoyed, so I'm not complaining. I got, uh, listen I got Gene Kelly and I got singles so there are no complaints from my end that's true that's true <laughs> so your your podcast is 300 passions podcast and what do you, what do you, what is it all about tell people if they haven't if they haven't heard
2: So on it I discuss the unsuccessful nominees for AFI's 100 years 100 passions list so it's basically American romantic films from a variety of decades, basically the 1910s to the early 2000s. And so we get a wide range of films and then also a wide range of guests. So we've had a lot of the hosts from the Best Picture cast on the show, mm-hmm. but also a variety of other critics and cinephiles from around the world, because I'm Kiwi and <laughs> there aren't that many people who are interested in classic film Within my neighborhood, I'll be honest. Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, you are truly an international podcast. You have people all over the map. All over. It's really, it's actually really great to see. It's like the United Nations <laughs> of, uh, of, of romantic films. It's lovely.
2: Yes, so I'm on Twitter at zeta underscore short in terms of my account. And then it's just 300 passions for the podcast.
0: Love it, yeah, and I, I strongly recommend checking it out. It's every, every week; it's a completely different movie. And if you love, if you love film, especially old film, if you love love classics, you know, it's the it's the right it's the right place to be. Yeah. So give that a listen if you if you don't know it.
1: And now Zita, so your first time in one of our BPC tournaments, you are in our rom com draft. That's right. How was how was your experience of uh, getting in one of our tournaments?
2: So it is interesting. Certainly in terms of making the selections, I probably wasn't wise. I'm not really a betting woman, so I'm not used to making the the smart (laughs) decisions when it comes to winning things. And I just thought, I'll pick films that I generally like, and I doubt that they'll do very well. Not many people seem to have heard of the Palm Beach story. But we'll we'll see how things go. It has been interesting to follow along and see how things do, and especially other people have offered up their assessments of how things go. Their
0: unsolicited opinions. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: but, um, yeah, it's fun.
0: Yeah, it's, I, I think going, going with what you want to talk about is a really good strategy, because what's worse than, like, say you win with a movie you don't like, all of a sudden you're forced to talk about it for three hours, right? You know, that's not... That's not fun either. And you know what? Some of these classic movies, they do really well in these tournaments, especially on Twitter. So, so I never say never.
1: Yeah, you never know. And, you know, you know movies, so. More than we do, for yeah, sure. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, as you see, you know, now you're privy to a rom com group chat, so you see the chaos <laughs> in there.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And with the time difference, it must be a nightmare. But,
0: yeah, I hope, yeah, I hope you have it muted. I'll <laughs> be in the because you know, whenever you're sleeping, it's kind of when we're up and doing our own. Right, thing. It's just so, dee,
1: dee, dee, dee. Yeah. But outside of your picks, what, what picks do you like? Where where would you where would you be voting for or looking to?
2: Ooh. So I'll admit there are some 2000 films in there that I haven't seen. So I okay. still haven't seen I think someone picked was it just friends? It might have been that one. Yes. Where I still haven't seen yes. that. But Okay. I admit that I, I was a fan of some of the people who picked well-known 80s rom-coms because I like sure. a bit of 80s cheese, so I think I okay. would tend to gravitate towards that in terms of what I Beautiful. Expect. And then there were some people who went with sort of indie rom-coms from the 2010s, which was an interesting strategy.
0: I know there was one I wanted to pick, it was kind of on my radar, was... um. Was the big sick? Yeah, that that's was, a great that, movie. That was on my. That I love that movie. That was on my radar, but I ended up taking Princess Bride instead.
1: Yeah, that was the, on the my villain. radar too, yeah. and I was like, I, I just don't know that I've ever talked to somebody who's seen it. So <laughs> except who I saw it with, it's true. Yeah. So I was like, as uh, much as I do love that movie, I just think, you know, the the peanut gallery of never Saw is... like, oh, it must suck. Yeah, so,
0: you can't listen to you can't <laughs> listen to. Uh, those people because they don't know what they're talking
1: about. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah <laughs> but,
0: you know, the, you can't go wrong with the 80s in these. Um,
1: but, yeah, so we're super excited to have you in the rom-com draft. It's, it's, the tourneys are, the tournaments are a lot of fun,
0: so. Yeah, it's going to be, it's a blast. And, you know, truth be told, we, we're recording this the first night, the first night that yep. the, uh, first the, pools, day rec- the pools got released. So, by the time this episode's released, all these takes are going to be aged very poorly. And, you know, we're, we're all going to be Talking out of our butts, essentially. Yeah, it's fine.
1: I mean, by the time this is aired, we'll be halfway through the rom-com, halfway through sports. Yeah. Because we also have the sports tourney going. So, um, you know, hopefully it's a lot of... Hopefully when you're listening, it's a lot of uh, Joey doing really well in those. (laughs) I'm sure.
0: (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) For ego purposes, fully. All right. But the real reason why we're here is we're not talking about the rom-com tournament. We're talking about the peanut butter solution. Now... Zita, when we brought up Worst Picture Cast to you, you were, I said, oh, do you have any films films in mind? This is kind of what we're going for. And without hesitation, basically, you said The Peanut Butter Solution. How familiar are you with this movie?
2: So I think it first came to my attention when I was in intermediate school and I heard it referenced on maybe it was a radio station and people were talking about films that had traumatized them, as children, <laughs> and okay. I believe the the host might have been Canadian, and obviously this is okay. a Canadian that makes kids sense. Film. That yeah, makes sense. Makes sense for sure. And they were saying, "Oh, I just had these very vague memories of it, and I, I happened upon it as an adult, and suddenly it all came flooding back." And yeah. it's such a bizarre film because you watch it. And so much of it is the sort of generic 80s coming of age film where a child is learning how to deal with his sister and the, his responsibilities at school. But then there's also a scary French Canadian art teacher. Art teacher? Art teacher who's. And peanut yeah. butter that makes your hair grow, and then your hair <laughs> helps people with creativity. So it's strange yeah. on so many levels.
0: It 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 is a movie that, like you said, it kind of sets itself up to be this run of the mill, you know, kid growing up story. Takes a hard left, <laughs> and then it gets. It, then when you think it can't get any weirder, it gets more weird, and it just it doesn't really stop at all. It really commits to a level
1: of absurdity once they are at once Susie and Conrad are at the um, the art supply store. That at no point <laughs> after is I mean it's
0: yeah it's wild yeah so. Um, I do remember seeing this as a kid. You vaguely. did? Okay. Um, I was two when this came out, so I'm sure I saw it when it came on VHS or whatever. Um, I remember the toaster oven, him looking at the toaster oven. I remember that part, like him looking at his reflection. Okay. Um, not much I remembered until Señor started painting, and I was like, that's familiar to me too. Oh, that, that, the. The, when okay. everything's kind of magically filling in the canvas. It was
1: a cool scene. It's great, great scene. But,
0: um, so I, I kind of remember that, but most of this was a blur, and maybe I just blocked out, blocked out this movie just to save myself from some trauma.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, your art teacher getting fired and then kidnapping kid. Whoa. <laughs> I,
0: have, I, have, I have thoughts about the art. About the art teacher, as we all do. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> it looks. Yeah, Zeta. You know, it looks like. Your Shriek with Joey was talking about like creepy relationships, predatory <laughs> relationships continues.
1: I know. We have, for whatever reason, you know, whenever we're there,
0: somebody is <laughs> a hardcore predator and yeah. there's a lot of victims, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, you guys have to do something to like, cleanse the I guess Brigadune kind of did, right? Well. Well, I know I know you. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I know your, your Ellison stuff. I, yeah. Uh, I know the,
1: the sex offender yeah. kidnapping an entire town and yeah. blaming yeah. it on outsiders. <laughs>
0: <laughs> causing a mm. magical rift. Maybe you're the common denominator here. I think this is. I mean, I think it's clearly <laughs> my <laughs> issue. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> On our my my 300 Passions episodes, we didn't go anywhere near this stuff. So.
1: Well, sometimes you have to make the leap into what's really there. <laughs> That's fair.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's let's get let's get this started. Um, so we we usually start this off by giving our own little synopsis about you know like an IMDb blurb. Right. Synopsis about what the movie's about. Snarky IMDB. Yes. The way I like Um, to think
1: about it. Joey, would you like to go first? I had trouble with this one because of the way the movie's set up, everything just kind of gave it all away.
0: Yeah. So I I tried I tried very hard to be
1: Yeah, so I pulled back a lot. Yeah. I'm happy where I'm at. I think it's a little bit more substantial than I usually go for, but
0: I don't think I've ever been accused of being brief. Brevity is not a strong suit of yours. No. It is not. No.
1: So, I'm going to continue that. Do it. All right. Michael, soccer stud, drummer, curious student, mama's boy, and philanthropist, is joined by his best friend Conrad, His neglectfully forced into fulfilling the role of an adult woman's sister, and his loving but emotionally stunted father, as they try to learn the nature of fear when his mom disappeared without a phone. Okay.
0: That gives nothing away.
1: Nothing. Very, nothing away. Yeah, I really... Like, most of mine were, like, just complete spoilers. So I went the complete opposite way and just went at the terrible parenting.
0: Mine's kind of spoilery. An 11-year-old loses his hair when he gets frightened by two wino ghosts. (laughs) Things get weirder from there when he gets a recipe from one of the wino ghosts to grow his hair back. But due to an extra peanut butter scoop, his hair starts growing uncontrollably. It gets even weirder from there. (laughs)
1: You're right, it does get even yeah. weirder from
0: there. And that's, that's mine. That's, that's by, by, by far my longest synopsis. Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah. Alright, Zita, what about you? What is, uh, what is your brief synopsis?
0: So, Michael
2: Baskin, a dweeby 11-year-old boy who has been abandoned by his bizarrely Australian mother, has to team up with his best friend in order to deal with his bizarre alopecia-like condition <laughs> and ends up using a magical peanut butter solution in order to solve this problem, but ultimately ends up facing an even bigger issue when his hair will not stop growing at a rapid pace and his creepy French-Canadian art teacher decides to kidnap him.
0: (laughs) It's such a such a little little like piece of gold. get yeah. out of it, I love it. I, I'm very proud of all of us for not mentioning uh, Conrad's usage of the peanut butter solution in this. I figured we would all leave that out to talk about the crossing the street scene as yeah. as as a group. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm happy we all left that because that that does not belong anywhere near a synopsis because that is something that
1: I'm not putting that on my computer. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the feds will be knocking at your door. They're like, you looked up what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's. Ugh, I mean, God. I don't know. I don't know much about
1: '80s Canadian t- kids TV, but there is a there. There's more of an edge to it than I thought <laughs> with
0: Conrad. They they go for it. Yeah, there's not a lot of you know pubic hair talking the Goonies. You've never seen the Goonies? <laughs> oh, so. that's right. You haven't seen the Goonies. But I assume well, there's none. There's no. Talking that's a about good the- thing. It yeah. makes me want
1: to watch it a little bit more. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, that when that scene popped. Well, you know what? Let's let's table that. Well, let's get we'll into get. the scene you'd recommend. Yes, because I think this is again we're not talking
1: about the best scene. We're talking about the scene we would recommend to show somebody. Right. The I think the best way I could describe this movie is bonkers. <laughs> the bonkersness. It's bonkers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The bonkers level of this movie. Um, yeah. Uh Zita, would you like to go would you like to go first? What scene would you recommend to somebody who hasn't seen this movie?
2: So this might seem unexpected because this scene sort of occurs before all of the shenanigans start going on. But I would say okay. the scene where I think we're introduced to Senor, where he starts okay. ripping the children's artwork yeah. apart. But even the setup where we're meant to believe that these very young kids are doing fairly sophisticated artwork where he has presented them with a the subject and they're all drawn, yeah, yeah. and he's walking around and observing them and I thought is this a school for artistic prodigies because I remember being that age and my art classes didn't consist of particularly oh, yeah. sophisticated <laughs> drawing no, lessons it like, was don't. mostly oh today we're going to learn about shading and you did something minor <laughs> and you had a teacher who lectured you for 30 minutes. But no, at this yeah. school, it's all very high tech and he's very hands-on. And then he starts walking around, berating these children. He's throwing them around. <laughs> he's ripping up the yeah. artwork. It's just
0: abuse. He's, he's, t- he's, he's touching them. Like, <laughs> right. Tweaking earlobes and rubbing shoulders. <laughs> if there If there was any... Non-negligent fathers in there. This
1: guy, the senor's getting his ass kicked.
0: Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And, and just and, yeah, and just like you, Zita, um, our our class because Joey and I went to the same uh, elementary school. Um, we did not learn.
1: No, I mean it was all primary color. I feel like we just learned primary colors from we're, kindergarten. We were, we're basically
0: grade. finger painting until eighth grade. Yeah, they yeah. did not.
1: The, the, the kids' gloves were, like, when you talked about shading, I was like, what are we,
0: artists? Yeah, well, I, well, you know what, that, that's small Catholic school for you.
1: Exactly. And, and I, I think the most bizarre part about that scene was that the signor, the art teacher, was so anti-expression. He just, no, yes. it's fact. Anti-imagination. Anti-imagination. You're an art teacher. How are you steadfast against imagination?
0: That should be your one rule. Well, it show, I mean, it shows you how bad of a person he is a terrible and how person. Is he, he's a hypocritical person
1: yeah you should have known he was a kidnapper
0: <laughs> um that was one of my options uh I, I would, yeah I, that was I, in the running yeah. too
1: because it really set up one how awful he is but also two how unprepared these children were for a predator and, <laughs> and just how bonkers
0: this movie is yeah like, just how elevated everything is everything's yeah. just up at 11 yeah Joe, you know what, you go, because I, I have two, I want to see if maybe okay. you can take one of mine.
1: So, my, I, I also had two, but the one I finalized was the math class, when Michael's hair is growing, <laughs> and Conrad's cutting it, and Michael goes into his, I just want to be educated, not understanding that he's a complete and distraction. utter distraction. Yeah. What, poor Conrad is ride or die, but can't learn, because he has to cut this hair just consistently. Yeah. And... Michael's, like, appalled that this teacher's upset, which, bro, you were bald a day ago and complaining about it. Now, I'm just the, I just want to be educated. Not just Harry. Yeah. I'm not just Harry. And I just I, I just think if somebody was like, oh, I don't know about this, and you showed them that, they would be so curious into what
0: led up to that. Yeah.
1: But then also, what in the hell is going to come after that?
0: Yeah. yeah that's a good one. All right. Here's my scene. Uh, you did not take one of mine in the running. Oh, okay. But I am going to go with the soccer scene. That was my next one. The scene where he plays soccer and that kid rips off his wig. I want to put this on for somebody and not tell him that he's wearing a wig. Oh, okay. And then somebody's watching it, and then all of a sudden the, the bully takes off the kid's <laughs> hair, and they're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and, you know, then he's like running through. He looks he looks like a young Jason Voorhees. Yes, kind of. very much. There's young Jason Voorhees vibes, like popping out of the lake. Must
1: be the same makeup artist.
0: Ooh, I did. I, you know what? I did not look. I should have looked because, like, the hair stuff was pretty impressive. It was. But they did a good job. Lack, lack of preparation on our part. Um, I watched a lot of "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" for this. That's true. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that for sure. Okay, so those are those are our. our my TV
1: favorite scenes. part of that scene yeah. is not only the ripping of the hair, it's that the entire other team chases him home. Like this is a movie yeah. about
0: neglectful adults. Yeah. Which is always a theme in my point of view for some reason. You know what? Kudos to these kids for writing a song on the spot and... Very impressive. Memorizing it and knowing it. They like, must be from, like, the, mu- the advanced music school, while uh, Michael and his crew, they go to the art school.
1: Yes. While these other kids, these, the bully kids... But sprinting home behind a kid, leaving... In a way, in a, it's an away game, I think, for these other kids. It's got to be pretty close. Just though. leaving the field... Chasing this poor kid home, just bullying him. Now, I know today we don't bully at all. Well, that's not true. People I know, I'm joking. Just... <laughs> I'm joking. But we're not supposed to, right? That's right. Like the well, thing. bullying
0: is shitty, yeah. Right,
1: bullying sucks, but, man, that is a thing of the 80s. Like, if that was in a movie today, it would get 13 op-eds. It was just a ridiculous scene of just chaos, and yeah. I love that scene.
0: Yeah, I guess, like... Things were different in, like, 80s French Canada. <laughs> you know, There's just... Yeah, these, these, are all, these are all great scenes because... Honestly, you could probably pick any scene, right? Like, any any one of these scenes would be perfect.
2: Especially, it's, it's, oh, the yeah. mother coming home at the end, too. Also, just not on its own a weird scene, but just the fact that she's so <laughs> nice and normal, and yet we're meant to believe that she essentially just... Abandoned her children for a long period.
0: Yeah, yeah. So to her Australian
2: relative, but still.
0: Yeah, with no phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she had the phone, right? But, but like he, they he,
1: like he, never like they, they had it was like a big deal to call her. She wasn't calling. So... Yeah, he
0: didn't know that he didn't know the country code. Right, Russell. but the other, yeah. Yeah.
1: they also waited a really long time into the movie because for the first like half, I was like, wow, this, they just she just <laughs> abandoned them. Yeah, like she went on vacation, and right away the dad was like, "Susie,
0: you're the mom now." Well, she, she didn't go on vacation; her dad died. No, <laughs> no, 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 but she did. It's much, didn't much different. Of the it's
1: much different than abandoning the family, sure, which is the way it was initially perceived. Yes. Which is how they presented Susie going for time to take care of your father's estate, while emotionally taxing, is not abandoning the family and financially taxing.
0: Very like financially
1: right? But the way susie got treated is not in line with i'm gonna be back in one to three months the way susie was treated was mom's never coming
0: home yeah i have no idea how long she was away for even um, if it's six months though and it, it's really it really is like so funny how she just shows up at the end just like because we have to put that bookend in there <laughs> we have to force that on there
1: that's that so. canadian happy endings
0: <laughs> they, they love it listen it's it is a happy ending Uh, It is It's batshit crazy But it's a happy ending It's honestly It's a
1: wild adventure I gotta say When I turned on this movie Which you know Again thank you Tubi For having all of these movies For free Tubi's great Tubi's amazing Um Like I read the synopsis Now you know Both of you had more Experience with I never even remember Hearing about this And I went in blind And halfway through I stopped it I texted Grant I was just like Oh my god (laughs)
0: It, you know what it's like I don't see it I don't know if you feel the same way I do about this but like to me like it felt weird I'm okay with weird but then like when Conrad used the solution that's when I was like this movie's a whole another level because like at, at first like there's two things there was... yeah like at first like I don't know I don't know like to me it's it almost felt like a like a raw doll, yes kind of world right like kind of like a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or witches kind of thing but then like When you start talking about that, it's a whole new ballgame. So Conrad using it,
1: and then the Señor making a giant vest out of the hair. A jacket. It was was a full jacket or was it just... Was Was, was
0: it a jacket or a vest? A jacket. It It was was a full jacket. So he had the full
1: jacket. Those were the two things I was like, this isn't just a fun kid's romp that they're making it seem to be. This is a lot darker.
0: Yeah, Zita. I know you don't like Sons of the Lambs, but that was very Buffalo Bill esque. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Except, but instead of like using women's skin, it was just an eleven-year-old's hair, which is which is terribly I mean, Only giving him like he's, he's on a yogurt diet. Just giving him a yogurt. I mean, a which, weird which, diet. Which I know to... you hate.
1: Yeah, not like, happy
0: about that. Yeah, I don't know why so many
1: scenes have to attack, have to really force this.
0: Yeah, Zita. I'm not sure if you're aware about how Joy feels about. Uh, dairy products. Uh, Joey is... I just do not like it. Dairy. He despises dairy. It is the bane of his existence.
1: I mean, spoiler alert, uh, So The Batman a few weeks ago, and yeah. there was a scene where, you know, Catwoman drinks milk, and our friend Carrie sure. taps me, he goes, that scene fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, I'm very upset now.
0: <laughs> cats drink milk, what are you gonna do? Actually, cats don't drink milk, that's a... Uh... It's not Is that a true? Yeah, no, the cats really they shouldn't drink milk actually. Nobody should drink milk outside of human babies. Well, I don't And listen, then it should stop. Listen. I'm
1: already trying to get my son Think, off milk.
0: I, I'm not I'm not gonna bother <laughs> asking you, Zita, your takes because it's gonna it's just gonna make Joy more angry. So we'll move past it. But um so <laughs> Alright, so so let's all right, so let's let's get going here. So so his dad is a is a painter. <laughs> not a very good one but seemingly successful like he's successful i don't know how he's successful i don't know how he can get money out of that tennis out of that tennis portrait he that's a gift the tennis portrait's a gift like i don't know how that's worth money
1: that's a gift for the wife though for some reason what for the daughter daughter, sorry right but he has a buyer who does work for him he's done shows Mm. so he and i mean they they make the point twice that he sells paintings for like six thousand dollars yeah so he is. That's
0: a successful painter.
1: Now, yes. I don't. How many do you have to sell to make a living off of this?
0: I I think I think that the wife is the breadwinner. That's
1: what I would think. And yeah. so That's why her being gone take. But, um, but yeah, if you're gonna be a painter in a movie, I I think you should be a good painter. Like if that's how you're feeding your family.
0: <laughs> yeah. But.
2: Was, you know, what do you
1: think about the painting?
2: Was that meant to be a theme, though? Where was the idea meant to be that the this child? who ends up with the peanut butter issue, is the only person in the film who is truly creative because he has imagination and we're meant to see his father as this cruel capitalist who is selling crappy art to people purely so that he can make money. And he, in a sense, would pimp out his own child in order to make more money, even though we don't see that, but... Um, But
1: you get that vibe. He definitely would.
2: The child as a product of this world in which no one truly understands art or creativity or the value of having those abilities.
0: That's interesting. Because
1: at that one scene in your scene when Michael, he he gets creative, Mm -hmm. you know, Conrad's defense of him was like, well, his father sells it for $6,000, so he must know what he's talking about. Is that Michael aligning
0: with his father?
1: Mm. I don't know because I think I like Zeta's idea a lot better.
0: Yeah, I think um, I think I think Zeta found some some depth here in this. <laughs> I, I, was not, I was not I'm not surprised you did, but I'm surprised that it's there.
1: Right thing. <laughs> yeah, I think they definitely had intentions.
0: Yeah, I th- yeah. I mean, listen, like because the other movies we've talked about for the most part, they're pretty ineptly made. Yes, they have no business being made, and you you. And it's not a surprise that these are just like beautiful messes. Right. Right. But this to me is almost like more like sleepaway camp. It's not ineptly made. It's, it's decently made, but it's just so, it's so wild. Right that it, it it has to be they did a good job yeah. I mean when we're talking about wigs
1: we talked about Samurai <laughs> Cop last week talk yes. about I mean bad wigs I mean atrocious wigs this this kid's running around with this mane behind him and it's
0: growing like as he's walking yeah it's it's impressive yeah I it, know this song has a, it has a Celine Dion song in it for first ever out loud.
1: English Celine Dion song that's that, amazing that's amazing this it's not a. there's nothing badly made about this the way it was all put together no it's And, you know, I think the adults are purposefully either cruel or neglectful or, at best, useless. It's a kid's movie. Right. So kids are meant to be the protagonists. Right. And I think this does a good job of kind of covering the bases with the adults. Yeah. Which I appreciate. It wasn't, they're all evil, they're all... Like, they, they,
0: you know, there was evil, there was stupid, there was neglectful. Well, there was all in there. Yeah, I mean, like, Senor was evil, and and his brother... Who was this, the rabbit? He was complicit. Yes, he knew this was happening, and you know, which is which is just as bad. Just as bad, knowing that he has like twenty kids kidnapped and he does nothing about it because <laughs> he wants to make a buck. Right. I don't know. Let's see what else. All right. So then we meet Connie. Connie, who I I don't know the relationship with with. Connie and, and Michael's father. It's real shitty. Because, like, it, it seems like it seems like it was almost playing off on, like, our Carl Winslow Urkel kind of thing. But then, like, not really because it's, it's kind of meaner than but, that.
1: Which, it was crueler than I think we were used to on, like, Friday night
0: sitcoms. With... Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, um... There's no background, and then we get an yeah. apology. Then we get into... an <laughs> apology, which is all, all, you know, half-assed. So, alright, can we talk about Susie for a bit? Oh wait, let's yeah. let's continue talking yeah, and, about Conrad. And, and, um, Sorry, and he wanted some grapes. He wants some grapes, and then he has like <laughs> a thing with like dead ants.
1: Yeah, I like Conrad. Conrad is Conrad's a good friend. He, he's loyal. He's he's adventurous, but also kind of knows limits a little bit. Where he's like, no, this is a bad idea. Yeah, but um, you know, I think he's he's a very clever kid. I think I and, don't. And, um, yeah. and I think I think the. Um, the kid playing him does a good job. Like, I think that yeah. all made sense. Like, I liked, like, I believe, like, again, my scene is him sitting there cutting his friend's hair, the, and just like with a smile on his face. Like, I think, I think Conrad is a strong character who gives a shit. Like, I really <laughs> liked him.
0: Ugh. I
1: know it's ridiculous that i he's strong, but like, I, I think we saw a lot of levels to him. He teams up with Susie when he needs to. Like, he does what he needs. He's yeah. he takes a risk. He knows he and, kidnaps like, he, himself.
0: He, he, out, he outsmarts Signor at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like he's a smart character that really, he he does he does a lot. And um, again, he let he kidnaps himself to
0: save his friend. Right? Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, when he and Susie get together, they do their super slew thing. They are much more effective than the police. <laughs> so much more. I, I I don't understand how the police are. I mean, I mean, I, I, I saw that, like because I was wondering. I was like, I didn't see any. Like, are there any police at all in this movie? <laughs> And then I see a cop car like driving behind Susie for a second. I'm like, oh, okay, they, yeah. do, they do exist. Mm-hmm. But... Like
1: that was clearly just a on location <laughs> accident.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Zita, what do you what do you think about Connie?
2: A very strange character, as you point out. Where it's another one of those things where this is one of those bad movies, or just bizarre bonkers movies where you can immediately tell that it's weird and off the wall and out of its mind and Mm -hmm. i think there are other bad movies like have you ever seen the film random hearts with harrison ford and christian scott thomas
0: i've not no
1: i know i've heard of it i haven't seen it though
2: so it is one of the most bizarre film-watching experiences that I've ever had in my life. Because the whole thing looks very good. It was made by all of these very talented, very competent professionals. And so you're never keyed into the fact that it is a bad film based on its production values or based on how how technically virtuous it is. And yet, absolutely nothing happens in the film, plot-wise. The concept (laughs) is that... Harrison Ford's wife and Christian Scott Thomas's husband died in a plane crash together and they were having an affair. And so you see Harrison and Christian simultaneously reacting to the fact that, oh, our spouses cheated on us and so we're upset that they're dead, but we're also resentful of the fact that they were having an affair. And then over the following hour, nothing develops out of that. We just watch them grieve for a bit and then yeah. they just sort of spend time together and then the film ends. Which I get that okay. there are plenty of films that deal with emotional struggles that don't have a, a an action-filled plot. But this is not Kramer versus Kramer. This is not ordinary people. Literally right. nothing dramatic happens to these people (laughs) it's so bizarre so at least with this one it's so weird there are way too many unnecessary plot points and for instance why is everyone Australian why are there so many references to Australia the director is Aussie so I thought maybe that's it. but still it seems weird that the headmistress of the school is Aussie and the mother is in Australia. Just why all of these references in this Canadian film to another country?
0: Yeah, yeah I, I have I have no idea if there's a large Australian population in some <laughs> parts of Canada. And maybe Quebec. like Yeah, and and, and, and and Yeah, is there like an Australian like Little is there like Little a, Australia? Little, 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 little Sydney. There's a little Sydney down there in like downtown Quebec. Um just
1: throw giant spiders at you and
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- uh giant spiders and rockfish just all over the place. Um, oh my god. Yeah, and it, you know what it's it's weird when we I cause I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the uh Connie's hair growth too. Um it doesn't doesn't do anything. No. No. Because like he learns you can make it stop on your own. So I'm like, okay, good, because now he's going to give Michael that out. Because when he can, Michael just, can just yell at his hair, stop, and it will stop. But no, Michael just loses the hair growth um, because, like, like the movie It Follows, like the fright yeah, got passed to on to someone else. So there's no reason for that subplot no. at all. No. But And also, isn't this a
1: victory for the senior? Uh,
0: well, because now
1: he what. could just cut his, he doesn't have to kidnap children, he could just cut his own hair turn it into paintbrushes, and he has a never-ending supply without committing felonies. Well, no, he has to do the solution first.
0: Right. But, you know... So, if he, if he, if he doesn't... I, but sure now he, he should...
1: kidnaps Michael. How did you get it? Michael tells... He just... He's gonna... If you kidnap once, know. you can kidnap again. <laughs> sure. It's, it's, I think it's, you know, it's not exactly a, a slow, gradual hill. That's a cliff.
0: Yeah, no, he's a, he's a menace. He's an right. absolute menace.
1: Also, why did he keep his goatee with the fright?
0: I don't know because like Michael still had his eyebrows, right? So I I wonder if it's just like I wonder if it's just scalp related. I don't I don't know. I Joey, I don't have a good answer for you. I don't think I don't think this movie is meant to be explored that way. So let let's talk about
1: Michael and Conrad going to visit the burnt down house where all the homeless people died. The wine house, yeah. Like what a dark way to create an adventure in a kids movie. Yeah. And now I know a lot. Stand by me. They're going at a dead body. Like you know. Yeah, but that was like a Stephen King right story. That was going to be, be my adapted. point. There, yeah. There's
0: more to it usually. This just feels dark for dark sake. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what this guy. I don't know what this. The writer, the director was especially introducing
1: like. us to the homeless people first. So they they let us know the homeless. I know why they did it for the dream sequences later. Fine. Yeah. But couldn't have we done that after
0: so that we, they only exist dead. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have to really know what they look like, right? The whole, I mean, does this whole thing hinge on he gave them? That's the entire money, thing. and that's why they're doing in the state, and that's right? why
1: they get he'd get two chances. But that could have been done in the dream. You gave me twenty dollars to like we didn't need to meet these people, poor people alive who are now dead that night. Yeah, it just seems like an unnecessary because I okay, I clearly we're supposed to feel some emotional devastation to it, but it just felt like oh these kids are going there.
0: Yeah, I it, it's just where two or three people two or three people died. It's just and like he was there. Like and Conrad was there, like at the scene. At like, the night wa- before like, watching, watching it. it. Yeah. I don't know. Again, I, I appreciate
1: that they went dark, but it just feels like more than it needed to be. Sure. Oh, for sure. It could. they could have done something a little bit more just tell, oh, we're not sure if people died in there, and then some homeless people come to him in a dream and be like, oh, you had given us this. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Like, we would understand that story. I think Quebec children
0: would understand this story. I don't know. I, I, you know what? I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a child from Quebec. I can't I answer can't that. Right. Zira, Zita, talk to us about harem scarum, or the fright.
2: Oh, God. Yes. So these scenes, you can tell that these were some actors who were really slumming it, who wished that they had gotten a better job, but went, "Okay, I need to pay my bills. Maybe I want to buy my child a gift this week or something. So I'm just going to accept this awful job on the set of this children's film and grin and bear it. And clearly not putting that much effort into their performances and it really shows and these scenes are also sort of poorly staged you can imagine this working really well in something like a Spielberg film where it would be done very slickly and it would have more of a relation to the themes of the film and the, the screenplay would include sort of foreshadowing about the fact that this child has been having strange dreams or something at the beginning of the film. It would not come out of nowhere as it does here. And it's just so strange. We also get the weird argument between the two of them later on where he's talking about how she should be good and show him the recipe. And then she turns to him and says, no, I'm going to be bad and that whole argument takes up a bunch of time again what is the point you're constantly thinking yeah
0: yeah i mean he just he just felt like he had a strong background in in community theater and he's like oh well i've always wanted to do a german voice <laughs> and, and then like and then when you when you realize the family lineage like, later on in the movie that makes zero sense <laughs> yes. why you why you would have a german accent they're <laughs> um, twins yeah like there's no way that like, All right, so like Signor has like a like an Italian, right? Uh, Italian thing or French thing? Italian, Italian, and then I think Rabbit, I a, Rabbit, who's Arthur, um, and he has a normal voice. Yes, and then the normal voice. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, no, I know what you're saying. No. He no accent. He didn't have a put on accent. Right, and then um, and then the doctor is. Uh, I just like this heavy German accent. Heavy
1: German it, too.
0: It makes no sense. <laughs> um, I might as well bring this up now. I mean, this kind of lends itself to the predatory nature of Senor. <laughs> Do you remember what the doctor's last name was? No. Did he get that Do you? No. His last name was Epstein. No, really? Oh, so, yuck. so senior's last name is Epstein. And, you know, obviously this movie is not, like, predicting Of them, course not. But, like, in my, in my warped mind now, they're, like, distant, they're, like, they're relatives. Yeah. And, like, it makes it, like, Arthur's, like, this high-priced art dealer. Ooh. And, like, it, it just, like, he's, he's, it's just all kind of... He's the art dealer for the island. Yeah, and then, like, but, like, the doctor is the only one that seems to be like have to have a moral compass, out of the two, out of the three of them, and it's that that's something that dawned on me that is too creepy to ignore. Yeah, that's and Zeta, you're you're oh it says, says it all. Oh my god, <laughs> It
1: was an amazing reaction. <laughs> oh, it
0: was yeah, Speaking but when, of I, when, I, when I when I when teachers. Hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, mm-hmm. it, and it's exactly, like, and that kind of sealed the deal for me. I'm like, oh well. This I mean, this guy's an even bigger piece of garbage
1: than I. Than I did the oh thing. God, I mean, just all. Why is the school waiting to do background checks till they get complaints?
0: Yeah, that's bad.
1: Like, oh, we found out you keep getting fired because you're awful.
0: Yeah, and you're and you're a liar, and you don't sell anything, and you're not the relative of Rembrandt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh no he's a, and then I mean I like this dog. I like Jim. Jim is cute. Yeah.
1: I. 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 You know. Evil characters having great dogs is always problematic. Because I'm always, I always want to believe... Dog, dogs, dogs should trust, I should dogs, trust the dog.
0: Dogs are good signs of character. Yeah, because it's not a bad dog. It's a great dog. You
1: should always, I always, always want to trust a dog. That's true. So I don't like when movies do this because it feels like, like clearly from, there's no point there's where the senor is not a scumbag. But he has this super well behaved good dog that hangs out in a school without biting kids. So it's a good dog, as all dogs are. Sure. I want to trust the dog. Bullshit writing, right there. It's bad writing. That's the problem. bullshit writing.
0: You know what? That that might be my. I might have changed my LVP. That might be my LVP. Yeah, I
1: just talked myself into one.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. So um. Quit okay. Talking. So so he gets. So he loses his hair, and they try the wig. He's depressed. <laughs> He's playing the drums. He meets the. He meets the two wino ghosts, and he gets. He, he has a solution. It gets it gets poured down the drain. gets think he's going to eat it. Yeah, which is a fair assumption, I guess. Okay, do you, either of you, I want to ask both of you this question. Sure.
1: Do either of you have handfuls of dead ants and rancid eggs around your home at all times? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay.
0: Nor I. I, <laughs> <not> I. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know where to look for dead ants.
1: Right, like, he put this together in the middle of the night by himself. I'm a grown adult with money. I wouldn't be able to put that to, It would take me days to put this together. I don't know where you find, like, bad eggs, because they're, they're all, like, discarded. Even You'd getting,
0: have to leave them outside and, you'd, like, you'd, wait. You'd have to buy them and then wait till they expire. Which
1: and takes and... a really long time. Yeah. You'd almost have to, like, leave them in heat, just enough heat to not cook them. Listen. Um, but this kid's throwing, the, there was a wild recipe, and he's, dead ants, this crap that he's just throwing it in like it's nothing. Hey, Joey, the,
0: this movie gets things
1: wrong. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to tell you. But I, is that, or is it just how shitty Billy
0: is as a father? That there's just like rancid eggs and lying. dead ants all over the place. Well, we know that he, he doesn't like clean up after himself because there's like moldy food in his, yes. his studio. His, um, his daughter pays the bills. Would you let a 13 year old pay your bills? If the only option was, was the, the, the dad, then yeah.
1: Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, I, all I, right.
0: I think she can balance a checkbook better than he can.
1: Yeah, I, I thought she was introduced to us in such an unfair way as the wretch, when she's nothing but lovely, a wonderful pianist, a yeah.
0: great sleuth. <laughs> yeah, but like she's she's the older sister, and it's you know it's always a. I mean, I have an older sister, and i probably introduce her the same way. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. But does yeah. she cook you breakfast every morning, and make and the only person in the house making sure you ate. Well, no, because I had competent parents. <laughs> Exactly. But I don't know. I don't know, Zita, does would you have now would you, you Zita, would you be the Zita uh Jesus. <laughs> would you be the uh the Michael or would you be the Susie in this situation?
2: Ooh. Probably the the Susie, I guess, but I assume Carlo okay. hates me, I believe. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, what's the age difference brother. there? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all-time episode. We're going to plug uh, 300 Passions Rocky episode yeah, right now. If, um, if the, the, eating a plum in the beginning of an episode isn't the greatest start to a podcast. No, it's
0: very unprofessional. <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, that, that Rocky episode is, is all-time. It really all time. is. Um, so you think Carlo
1: hates you? We, we could talk about this. Pro-
2: <laughs> probably, yes. But he he's, was not an emotionally tortured young boy like this protagonist is. So sure. I think he was far more physical with his hatred of me when we were young. So
0: <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> <I'm> not... <laughs> See, that's, that's how it was with my my sister is five and a half years older than I am. And she would torture me. It was, it was all psychological. It was like psychological, ah. like Guantanamo Bay kind of okay. warfare. <laughs> yeah. and uh, And then when I got old enough to like like punch her in the arm. That's when it stopped. Okay. So that's that's how. how I responded. I responded with force. Yeah, growth spurts will was, do that to you. Yeah. I, when I, when I when as soon as I turned like twelve, it was it was game over.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I was I'm the oldest, so
0: yeah.
1: I didn't really have any of these.
0: You did not have these issues.
1: No, yeah. I did not.
0: What can you do? <laughs> okay. So he, he so he puts on the mixture. It's a little runny. He puts on he puts in an extra scoop, a huge scoop,
1: huge scoop, and they specifically tell him this su- superb student, this perfect athlete and musician yeah. and artist just does the one time he doesn't follow directions. I mean, but to be fair
0: though, a runny thing like that would like that's how we get Teen Wolf. That would freak me out, <laughs> like having streaks running down your so face. put you a just...
1: bandana around your head, right? <sighs> Problem oh, like, like a hairnet. Yeah, maybe. Don't just add more when they
0: say, don't, when ghosts give you a recipe. <laughs> yeah. When ghosts tell you to do something, you do it. Right. If, if I've learned anything, it's when ghosts tell you to do something. Listen, the ghosts in here did not lead Michael wrong.
1: Patrick Swayze did not lead Demi Moore wrong. And those are the ghosts I listened to, apparently. Sure. <laughs> um, but, okay, so he, he puts it on. Yeah. He wakes up. He has stubble. And the hair grows rapidly. I love this scene. Fantastic scene.
0: I love this scene.
1: I love him and Susie's reaction in the scene. The dad's reaction is so insane because him and Susie do a really good job in this scene of like, oh my god. First, it's like thank god why I have hair. Then it's like oh my god, this is this this is a it's, problem. It's growing way too bad,
0: right? And the dad's just like, <laughs> look at you, son. When he comes home from the first day, and he's like, yeah, my hair grew like. Six inches since I like went to school. He's like, "Oh, that's great." I'm like, "No, that's not great. We have a, a problem. That's sir. A problem." I don't think we're dropping any dropping any bombs here, but he's a, just a terrible dad, awful father. He has I no, mean, it was no idea how to handle any of this stuff.
1: Like, I hope Michael or Susie don't need to go to have any a yearly physical while the mom's away because he will know nothing.
0: Oh yeah, no, he, he's only waiting for the mom. Yeah, the mom, I mean, the mom takes care of everything. Yeah, he's he's just yeah. You know,
1: uh, for some reason, I kept thinking. About how he was a parody of the dad, and she's all that, but more like the one the the parody of that dad, in not another Teen movie.
0: The Randy Quaid, the
1: Randy Quaid version. Like it, I was like,
0: yeah, yeah. I was like, he's that level of competent, yeah. Because like at first, when he loses his hair, he's like, he, he does the thing he where he's like, "Oh, feel my cheek," right? And like that was, I was like, okay, that's a, that's a pretty cool thing, and and then he's like, he's like, you know, maybe your hair will roll back, and then. Yeah, you know, if it doesn't we'll go to the doctor and, and then right. he did the right things there, but then all of a sudden he just yeah,
1: That was his one moment he of being a functional
0: moment. human being. <laughs> oh, Because I did like that a lot. Like yeah. he
1: was like, Oh, it's gonna grow back. I was like,
0: oh okay, oh good job, Dad. For once. Oh, God. I, I don't know if there's anything more to say about, about that part. Um Alright, I'm not a painter. <sighs> okay. At all. I'm not,
1: I can't draw. I can't do anything. But I do know that paintbrushes aren't supposed to be giant floppy messes. Oh, like the hair? The hair. <laughs> like, why would he not use a shorter brush? Because that just looked like they cut
0: off hair. It's and not, put... It's not an effect. Listen, I've, I've worked in that medium before. Zita, I don't know if you've, if you've done any painting.
2: My grandmother um... paints, so...
0: Okay, <laughs> oh, okay. so you have experience. To... Would you buy her that paintbrush if it looked no. that way? <laughs> <laughs> So they so they can paint, fancy looking bird. But aren't yeah, am
2: meant to believe that you just sort of tap this paintbrush yes. against something, and then immediately Bob Ross style something of this?
0: <laughs> you, yes, exactly, Zita. What what you do is you dip it. I don't know. In, I don't know what he dips it in. <laughs> but when Signor dips it, and then like he twirls it around, all of a sudden it becomes like this perfect. A teardrop of <laughs> yeah. the paintbrush, and then he, all he does is just like, just like smack, you know, just hit the, hit the. It's like a brush. magic wand, almost. Yeah, it's it's almost like something out of like that my daughter would use on an iPad. Yes, or something like that. Yeah, and then there there are worlds that you can walk into. It really is an incredible thing. It that scene when he does the burnt down house,
1: I watch that scene a lot of times because I. They really made a cool visual scene. Now, it was very 80s. so oh, but, sure. like it, it very much exists within the time it was made and in the budget it was made with. But they did a fantastic job with it. Yeah. Zita, what do you think about that scene? I
2: sort of agree with you in that it probably has the right effect where it's meant to be very disturbing, but you're also meant to sense or meant to understand why... Signor is so determined to get his hand on this special substance so it works better than say the scene where his hair gets removed where I guess the effects there are good but it ends with a bunch of kids chasing him out of the field and so this one just makes more sense, it has more continuity within the scene
0: yeah, for sure
1: How how did he figure out that this hair could be the greatest paintbrush on earth?
0: He just knows. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Signora is the great, 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 great grandson of Rembrandt. That is true. You know, I I do these 80s movies with this darkness. We've all
1: brought it up a couple times. Like, that just doesn't exist today. Like, kid stuff now is very... There's a sucker in this to it. Where, like, they went... Like dark like if you watch some of those like old Nickelodeon sitcoms we watch, like there's things in there, it's like, Oh, we watched these with our parents and nobody batted an eye. Now there would be on Facebook neighborhood posts and the world would it'd, burn down. It'd and, be
0: it'd be very different.
1: Yeah, so it'd like I do different. and I think that's why though that these are really fun to talk about because they exist in their time and they, they don't exist anymore and I think it sucks that they don't.
0: Yeah, it's it's just a different it's just a different era. I mean like I said, like this came out when we were really, really young. Yeah. And we were I think we were kind of like at like the the last we we're at the caboose yes. of, of all this stuff. Like like Zita, you're 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 younger than us. Um and I I'm sure it was you weren't used to like material this dark and stuff that you watched growing up, right?
2: Well, I do remember the Canadian kids show Life with Derek. I don't know if you're familiar with it. But no. that was a show where incest was, well, quasi-incest was a main plot point, where the whole sort of Ooh. concept of the show is, ha, 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 these two families have merged together after a marriage, and will this sort of uptight stepsister eventually start sleeping with her carefree <laughs> stepbrother brother and so it's meant to be this. Ooh, there's sexual tension between them on this children's show. It's very weird. <laughs> That's
0: unbelievable. So so that it's basically basically like the Brady Bunch of Jan and uh, Peter had like a will they won't they yes kind of thing. Oh my god.
1: I mean, I I do think though Canada clearly just has a little bit more of an edge with things because this Life with Derek show is from two thousand and five. <laughs> There is Degrassi, which covers all sorts of <laughs> issues, yeah. Issues, for sure. <laughs> could love Degrassi.
0: Um, but, so I guess Canada just goes a little bit cooler with things. Than... They're, they're not as puritanical as the United States is. Which is huge, because they... Yeah. they you know, it makes things more interesting, mm. for sure. And, and and kids aren't as, as coddled, and they can mm. learn about... Well, I mean, I... Maybe learning about incest isn't great, but um, but like, to I mean, to put a, a current, put this in a current context. Um, I just watched uh, Turning Red. Oh man, people are and, appalled. Like my daughter loved it. She's my daughter's four years old, loved it. But like, people are mad about this movie because they talk about the girl maybe getting her first period. Imagine and, like,
1: being so repressed that. A girl having a thing that
0: every girl a has. A biological thing. Shuts you down because yeah. your
1: kids might see it. Like, you're doing a bad job.
0: Yeah. So I'm I'm picturing these parents watching the peanut butter <laughs> solution. <laughs> and, and completely just, like, losing their shit. We just, should show them life with Derek. Yeah, I mean, I... Well, I don't want to kill the people. <laughs> <laughs> if they can't... <laughs> it's sinister in some places. Some it's point very because, sinister. And it's, it's really... Like, when he wants to go to school, like, everything be damned, I'm going right. to school, and he's like, he's having such a miserable walk, he just hides behind a stoop, and then Senor comes over, and you don't even see his face, you just see his legs, it was, and it's like, it's appalling. They, it's that appallingly was, dark. Used horror tropes there to do that. <laughs> like, just, you know, hot bees that, that,
1: I mean, a tornado was coming, which is very windy. And honestly, the,
0: his hair, they did a great job in that scene with the hair. They're getting Please. caught in the, uh, and, 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 um, Michael did a great job acting. Yes. It. He, he did. He did. I, I like, I want to make fun of him. He did a really good job. Yeah, <laughs> I think so.
1: One thing we need to talk about before we get into the awards. The opening credits and the music.
0: When I, okay, when I first put it on, I thought it was the end of the movie. Like the way the way it started, it seemed like it was the end credits. Mm. Yes,
1: I thought the same thing. I was like, "Ah, oh, Tubi, this is why you're free." <laughs> like I, I I apologize Tubi, I talk shit about you. Um, what about you, Zita?
2: Yeah, it was weird, where almost every scene in this film, just because it's so formless and structureless, feels like it could yeah. have been switched around or could have taken place at any point within the story's format yeah so that's very odd to watch this film where it constantly feels like you're almost watching a self-contained short film in every scene
0: yeah that's a good point yeah it's almost yeah it's it. there's a very it's a very hard like for you to go act to act yes it's very it's a very hard pivot like it's very clearly defined it is. It's almost. It's almost like Pulp Fiction or something, where it's just like different. It's like different scenes kind of put together right. to make one narrative. Um, but
1: I, I love the music they chose for,
0: for like the first scene to be the for the opening to be this just like wacky,
1: almost use the word sinister, like circus music. Yeah. Then to end with Celine Dion's first ever English recording. Well, that was that was, that was her second one that they ended with, but like the yeah. two songs, but like you know within her, I don't know which one they did first, but like her first, <laughs> like what a weird. Start and finish. Now they had no idea what to Celine Dion would become, and whatever. Well, but... sure,
0: yeah, like ten, like it'll be what eleven years later, where like you know. Yeah, her but it's still
1: like she's clearly could sing.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, uh, it was just all
1: wacky and bonkers, and I,
0: I, I just really enjoyed watching it and going back to it. Yeah, the, uh, the opening credits kind of set the mood. Yeah. Of because even Kieran, when he when he first watched, he's like, "I'm really digging this opening," <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, buckle up, and yeah, it, it's it's weird because like because it's just as off center as as everything else is in the movie.
1: Yeah, they're just kind of letting you know, like, don't ever feel settled, <laughs> don't get too comfortable. Yeah, like you're yeah. gonna for the next ninety minutes, you're going to be confused. Yeah, but you always kind of know what's going on, but you don't know where you're going, and I think that makes
0: this a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it's not you, you never can. Confused, confused right no you're, you're confused by how crazy this is right. and like how That's, this got made but like yes this is this isn't like a this isn't some it's not an intellectual movie it's not some like heady christopher nolan no thing. no no
1: but just like in like what the yeah. hell is
0: going on the whole time right in the factory the prison whatever you want to call the it the warehouse that he just that this failed art teacher owns i would like to give some love to the scene where where conrad walks over the trip wires. Oh, that was great! With a little, a yeah. little uh, scarf or whatever he had. He was the very ing- of, ingenious. It was a really, I, I thought, like that to me was like a really well done scene, really creative scene. That, but that's why, like this movie does things like that, where it's like, oh,
1: they're thinking. Like I like that when they were chasing the car susie lost it because of the street sweepers and it was, she still had to yeah. search so it wasn't just like oh i got lost it was going too fast it was it was letting you believe that she could keep up but no something else intervened so
0: she had to keep searching yeah it was it was done it was done really well uh insane like, this is why this is movies different than samurai cop yes or or miami connection someone thought about what they were doing next <laughs> yes yeah uh yeah, Zia. I'm not sure how familiar you are with the other with the other movies we've talked about, if you if you've seen them or 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 whatever. But like those, this movie is basically Citizen Kane <coughs> in terms of how it's made compared to movies like Miami Connection or Samurai Cop, right? I mean, yeah. It's, it's oh, a yeah. whole another level.
1: I mean, it's 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 put together. It's you know, usually when we do these worst picture casts, and I always try to bring up. A wildly unnecessary scene that they do just to like kind of prove a point or do something. Yeah. There isn't that in this. There's yeah. weird
0: scenes, there's scenes that but everything kind of fits within the world they built. No, every everything everything has a purpose. It's a well I can't believe I'm saying this. It's a well-constructed plot. <laughs> everything kind of makes sense from A to B to C. It all kind of in the most inane it, way it fits, possible. It fits well. Um I don't know Zita, I don't know if you have any Thoughts about that on the the structure of the of the the movie itself or the the plot.
2: Well, I do think, compared to something like *Samurai Cop* or *The Room*, for example, which people Mm, point to as the worst movies ever made, I do understand why this which does seem to have some of the vestiges of a Spielbergian film about a child coming of age. It does seem more conventional than one of those movies Mm -hmm. where it seems like the people who made them have no understanding of storytelling. At least it seems like Michael Rubbo, the person who wrote and directed this seems to know something about screenwriting
0: <laughs> even though <laughs> he, he, yeah. he read the idiot's guy just writing a story yes. yeah he's he's watched movies and took notes yeah for sure
1: yeah he understands that we have to go to from a plus a to b to get to c
0: yeah yeah that's because i'll be honest with you zita when you said you wanted to watch this i'm like okay like i don't know how crazy this is going to be, like, I know it's not going to be on the same level as, like, a Miami Connection or a Samurai Cop, um, but I'm so glad that you recommended this. Because oh, Because this is, this was, like, completely off the wall and such, and uh, it was almost like a breath of fresh air, almost.
1: Yeah, and, you know, this is a movie, I don't know that I will return to it many times, but I will recommend this to a lot of people because it's just this super fun, Bonkers
0: movie that I just want to talk about with people because it's hysterical. It, there's a lot there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to digest in this movie. Oh, I feel like we've said everything we needed to about yeah. this. Uh Zita, do you have any other points about this movie before we get into the awards?
2: No, I think we've been through the weirdest parts of it. <laughs>
0: okay. Oh. Um Okay, so let's let's do the let's do the MVPs. Joey, what's your MVP? My MVP is Conrad. Okay. Loyal friend. Character
1: makes sense. Goes through things. Willing to go through a lot. And uh I really listen, let's take away the pubes thing. I'm just gonna strip that from the record. Yeah. Um yeah. You know, he I, I really like his character and he's the one who gets he, he saves his friend, he gets everything done, he even gets it's an apology from he the saves dead. His sister. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does he does a great job. Great job. I'm a big fan of Conrad okay. and I figured nobody
0: else would go with him. Yeah, that's, no, that's a that's a that's a strong one. Um Zita, what do you think?
2: So my MVP is the production design team because I think the film okay. in spite of some points where you can tell that it doesn't have the sort of budget that a Zemeckis film might have had at this point in time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely looks sure. yeah. better than Samurai Cop, for example and yeah. I do think it has a distinctive look at least and during the weird painting scene you can clearly tell that they put a lot of effort into making that set look cool for sure. and it is atmospheric yeah. and it is absorbing
0: for sure yeah, I I think this movie would have been a complete disaster had it not been so effectively well made in terms of. It just just like it's just little touches here and there like the like the paintings of mm-hmm. the dad are are so unique and like the warehouse and, and and the and the painting at the end. This movie could have been a piece of shit easily, very easily.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like the, I think it's really a um, goes to the people who did it that this is not just
0: awful. Yeah, it, it it shows you that even, like, really weird scripts, if you make it well and if you care enough, you can at least make it, like, You can make something, right? You. <laughs> you know, it's not going to be, like, an Oscar winner, but it's going to be fine. It will live. Yeah, For... it will li- it'll live on infamy. Grant, who's your uh, MVP? My MVP is um, uh, Michael Mayotte, who is replacing your... The senor. Uh I, I think I think his I listen, I don't like' I don't like the character's motivations. I'm not condoning what the character does, but I, I think he's such a over-the-top mustache twirling villain. I kind of like it when people go big, yeah, in those kind of roles, and that's exactly what he did. He went huge.: Yeah, he went really big for it, so that's what uh, that's I would go with.
1: I love that. All right, so now we're up to LVP. yeah. Zeta, who is your LVP?
2: I think my LVP might be the child who plays Conrad. Because while I think, obviously, oh, wow, you know, there's a lot going on with that <laughs> character. He has to bring up pubic hair in a way that sounds <laughs> natural. But <laughs> I... I just don't think that his line readings were particularly authentic. He faces a lot of problems because of the way that his character is written, where so many elements of that character's personality seem discordant. And I think they're putting a lot on the shoulders of this very young, probably untested actor, and I don't think he quite rose to the challenge.
0: Right. No, I I you know, I I don't I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think some some of the line deliveries were built on natural. I guess No like,
1: go in there
0: <laughs> to to put it in a uh, specific term. Joey, what's your L V P? So I was going to go the
1: portrayal of Bald is disgusting. But they're children, mm-hmm. so it was okay. Sure, I was not a big fan of that as a bald person, <laughs> um, but you know it was the '80s and it was um, a child. So a bald
0: I, eleven year old is bald is eleven bald year old. 80s. Yeah,
1: so fine. So I got over it, um, and I went with the dad, King Billy.
0: Okay, I mean so you want the character, not the yeah. Actor?
1: Okay, I'm going characters here. The, the, all, all the actors exist in the same plane for I me know, here. I know. So I went for just real, real shitty dad. It's not a good dad. Real shitty dad, and you know maybe. The mom should have gotten some way to help if knowing that the dad is this
0: wildly inept yes. and not put it on the daughter. Well, they, yeah, I mean, I, she had Susie. That's who, that's who, that's what who. Susie? Paying the, sitting there, paying the bills, crunching numbers. <laughs> Playing the piano. Okay. Yeah, I mean, no, he's not a good dad. We, no. we've, 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 we've talked about that. Grant, what do you got? You know what? My LVP is, uh, is Jim not realizing that his owner's a scumbag. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh you, you've, you've. You've changed me on that. I was going to go with Miss Prune, the principal of the school. Uh, just kind of throw something... Because she was kind of like a nothing character. Right. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was just kind of there. Uh, um, <clears throat> but the... Yeah, the fact that that dog has such bad radar of being a good person...
1: really disappointing. That, it's really disappointing. Uh, I really... Yeah. St- yeah, I'm... I think that's the answer.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, because that's, I always want to trust a dog. That's how... I learned that stories are supposed to go. Yeah, well, that's, that's when we went from like a charming, like he's like, oh, he's just eccentric. And then, like, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, the dog just can't. Right. Yeah, the dog is stupid, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, participation award. Grant, who's your participation award? Uh, this is tough because I'm not sure if this is the right kid. Because it's impossible. Because no, none of these kids have like a career outside of these movies. Sure. So it's hard to know. Um, but I think it was the actor who played Nicky, and he was one of the kids in the in the factory. One of the abducted kids. One of the abducted kids, like that, like explained, <laughs> like, oh, this kid went to the painting, but he, oh, who like kind of told yeah, Rad yeah, how the, the okay, show, show ropes. I, I, I don't, know, I just, I liked, I liked his deliveries. I liked his performance. I, I thought it was just. Like, in a movie full of kid actors, I feel like he kind of shined with what little he had to do.
1: Yeah, no, and I mean, he, he got us there. He got us to the end. He helped save the day, so sure. good on him. I like that. Um, I'll, I'll go next. My participant, Celine Dion's first English songs, that they convinced her to, uh, yeah, you know, get off the French-Canadian
0: wagon and go English. And uh, it, it was a game changer.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that those guys were, like, taking a lot of credit for Titanic. <laughs>
0: Deep down they know they're they're responsible for they, they
1: it. started it. There's always there's always an impetus to things, right?
0: Yeah. Uh Zita, what do you think? What's your participation?
2: So I was going to go with Celine too, and I think this also <laughs> nice. links into have you heard of Aline, which came out last year. No. So it is a French film that's a sort of unofficial biopic of Celine Dion's life. And Okay. The creepy thing about it is that a 57 year old actress stars as the Celine character, but she plays her at all ages. So they decided to take <laughs> this 57 year old's face and use de aging technology and then oh, sculpt no. that face onto a small child and then a teenage girl. Oh. And then <laughs> a slightly older person. No, it is interesting to think about the fact that there was a time when she wasn't really a household name in the English-speaking world.
0: Yeah, and now she's she's this massive star. What I was going to ask was, is this movie, the, uh, the Alien movie, is it good? Is it bad? Because that sounds bonkers to me. That sounds crazy.
2: It's crazy. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's very strange. And she won... The actress, she won the equivalent of a, a French Oscar for it. Oh, so, oh, wow! Okay, yeah. And a lot of people were yeah. mocking the uh, Césars for that. So
0: it's basically, it's, so it's basically like, like what they did in The Irishman. Only it's about a, a, a Canadian pop singer. Yes. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good. Uh, so I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> well, maybe my might have to for this podcast. Then but, I'm all in.
1: <laughs> So now we go into our awards that are uh, Worst Picture Cast Specific, which I really enjoy. Um, the first one we do is, you know, we look at it this year, what it came out, and then what the Oscar winner was. And this
0: year, right. the winner was Out of Africa. It was. And Zita, you hate this movie, right? <laughs>
2: well, no, this I love your, it. This
0: is your least I favorite know. Best Picture winner. Yeah. No, it's just, this is one of your favorites, correct?
2: Yes, yes, it is. And it okay. sort of... I don't really feel guilty for it, but I know that it's a widely reviled film and a lot of people hate it, so I understand why it might be an unpopular choice.
0: <laughs> well, you know what, you say that, but I, I watched this movie in preparation uh for this podcast. Um and I enjoyed it. I, I, I okay. get I get I get why people aren't on board right it's a it's a long movie it it kind of is exactly what you think it's going to be going in um but i mean it's it's beautifully shot and um meryl streep and robert redford are fantastic in it they really are Um, so yeah i mean if i had to choose peanut butter solution or out of africa i think more times than not i'm going out of africa
1: yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to watch this, watch Out of Africa. But it's something I actually do really want to watch. I'm excited when we get to it in the yeah. best picture cast world. Um, yeah, it's not bad. You know, and like I said earlier, I don't know that I'm going to return to Peanut Butter Solution a lot. But I'm going to recommend it a lot. But I think I would go um, lean towards Out of Africa just because I really yeah. like the people in it.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a good cast. You know, Robert Redford's always going to bring me in yeah he's, he's 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 writing this, and so is and Streep is yeah well, dream. of course, but I love Robert Redford, yeah. so i'm gonna
1: you know for me, but I mean zeta for you, clearly it's peanut butter solution, <laughs> but tell us why
2: yes, I can see <laughs> <laughs> I can see making an argument for Peanut Butter solution as a truly one of a kind film that you sort of have sure. to see in order to believe that it exists, but i prefer out of africa of course yeah and, yeah for, that's for a lot of people though they probably would pick peanut butter solution just because they hate out of africa so
0: much <laughs> you know it's honestly though we this is our fifth episode yeah. um i think everyone but this is only my second one where i have I've chosen the Oscar movie Me too. Over, over the movie we've covered. And the other one was Silence of the Lambs, one of my favorite movies it's of all of time. time. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, Out of Africa is also almost three hours long. So, Brett, you know, and Peanut Butter Solution is also a lot shorter, which is an easier that... watch. But, you know, I, I, think, I think there's a lot to take out of Out of Africa. And, yeah, I mean, I, but, but again, if, if somebody hasn't seen both, I would tell somebody to watch Peanut Butter Solution. It's
1: a much more palatable, easy like get <laughs> yeah. get you, get you into things. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, 100%. Exactly.
1: You you need, you need time to sit with Robert Redford and all his handsomeness. <laughs> yes.
0: Um Okay, so BPC swap. This is where we take an actor or actress from an Oscar nominated from the best picture nominated movie lineup and we swipe them with the character from The Peanut Butter Solution and both roles are replaced so the character from peanut butter Slu- the actor from peanut butter solution is going into the best picture nominee or best picture winner <laughs> um this one's always a lot of fun and the oscar winner or the uh, the bbc nominee always gets screwed over at the end very um, much so. very much so
1: so the the nominees so like we said out of africa is the winner that year but also the nominated are witness kiss of the spider woman Prizzy's Honor and the color purple. Mm. So, so there's some movies here.
0: Yeah, there are some movies. Here. There are some
1: movies. There's some real movies here. Yeah. These aren't like this. Isn't a crappy year. <laughs> no, um, I for me. So I'll, I'll go first. I took uh, Billy Baskin out. Michael Hogan is the actor. Okay, and I put him in Witness. And out of Witness, I took Harrison Ford. Oh, no. <laughs> and I want Harrison Ford as the dad.
0: i was just picturing. I am just, uh, what's his name, Hogan? Michael Hogan. Um, Michael Hogan, who has a career. He has an actual career. He has a career. But him him, uh, seducing an Amish woman and... Uh, Destroying Witness. And, like, fighting Danny Glover. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. not... All of a sudden, Witness is off this list.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but hard off this list. But just the idea of Harrison Ford in this with the touch-my-face scene.
0: Yeah. Like, dying. I do like Harrison. He's pointing his finger. Yeah, where are the kids? Exactly. Yeah. I want that. Yeah, I like that. And then, yeah, when he comes in, and he does the karate. He does like the fake karate. We didn't talk about that. We
1: did not talk, but that'd be way but, more intimidating compared to. Harrison Ford.
0: Yes. See, I, I already, I already put Harrison Ford in um, Miami Connection, yeah. so I, I didn't. So I that's that's it, very We we we, we all love Harrison Ford though. Um, I I'll go I'll go next. So I might also want with Witness. Oh, you did! Oh, good. I love that. And this is going to tie in with another worst picture cast movie we huh? did, Sleepaway Camp. Okay. In Witness, Robert Earl Jones has one line. In it. Yes, he's a custodian, and he helps out Harrison Ford like get people out of there or something right. like that. I'm switching Robert Earl Jones with the owner of the art supply store. That's awesome. I figured that, and actually, Witness doesn't really suffer because of that. Cause no, it's, it doesn't. It's literally one line. But yeah, I destroyed Witness. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Robert Earl Jones like running. The store and being like tomorrow is saturday <laughs> <laughs> all day long i i'm in love with the idea of him being in this movie and just having a small role but just having a little gravity you know I, I like
1: actors who like there's actors who belong in this world and he's one of them so like i would love to see him here it would definitely get a big pop yeah
0: everybody's just it's a chef from sleepaway game yeah i mean he's also in the sting yep uh zeta what is your bpc swap
2: so I thought I would take Angelica Houston from Pretty's Honor Ooh. and okay. put her in <laughs> the peanut butter solution <laughs> as yes. as the crazed senor. So it would be a bit of a a gentle swap, oh. but I thought it could be fun. And she's a, a conniving femme fatale. In Pritzi's honor. So I think it would make sense that she's scheming <laughs> in this one too. Uh,
0: wait, hold on, Zena. So this means that Michael Mayotte is playing Angelica Houston's role yes. in Miss Pritzi's honor. Yeah. In Pritzi's honor. <laughs> I love this. That's the best one we've had. You know, and wow. I, I'm blown away by this. This is the this is the first uh, cross gender one yep. we've had. This is fantastic. I mean, she would be so scary as the senor. Well, it's, if I can bring this back to Roald Dahl, I mean, she was the she was the villain in witches. Yeah, which is that's all I'm picturing. Brother. Yeah,
1: I'm picturing her in that dinner scene where she's so scary. Zeta, that's that might be that's the best, the best one we've. That, I think so that far.
0: might be the best answer we've had so far. That one's, Well done. That one's well done. This amazing, is, man. This is why you're a pro. <laughs> We're just a bunch of jabrones. <laughs> Now, our last one is the $20 million question, Mm -hmm. which is, what would this movie look like with a $20 million budget? Mm -hmm. Uh, Zita, would you care to go first?
2: So the thing is, I feel like you had a lot of big budget productions in the 80s that just went off the rails and should have Mm -hmm. looked fantastic, but were poorly made. So you have things like John Huston's Annie, which i think at the time yeah. was one of the highest budget films ever made and is not good if you watch it so i feel like this could have been a similar situation where great we've got all this money and then they end up squandering it and you get a film that looks fairly similar i would say at the end of the day okay
0: yeah i i don't think you're wrong i don't think that this the director would know what to do with 20 million dollars for me, I kept thinking about the dream sequences. I felt like they could really,
1: where they could really differentiate those a little bit better, other than just they were very dark.
0: Yeah, I feel like they could have made the ghosts like ghostlier. Yeah, like that, like, the the, the yeah. dreams, like that,
1: all that is because I'm good with the fright and him not seeing it. Like I like that, but like all the dream stuff, like when it happened and hair yeah, went spiked. Yeah, but like the dream stuff and the ghosts, like that's where I think if they had more, they could have really put it in, and I think that could have made it more interesting and yeah. kind of dynamic.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, they're, it's kind of like what Zita was, was saying, that if you give this movie more money, it kind of loses right its charm or its credibility a little bit. So I, I guess the better way of asking this question is like, what is the best version of this movie? I think it's this. You, you know, Okay. I think if you
1: get... If you bring in a group of competent actors here, I think it... Feels more like a parody than anything, and I think it becomes
0: more of a joke. See, like I'm thinking about like I'm thinking about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, um, and I'm thinking like what it, if it Gene Wilder was your or something like that? Like I feel like it, it would have been like a different movie, but like I I feel like he would have would have been a really compelling. Really, it would be a lot funnier. Really <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, Zeta, what do you what do you think? Like, yeah, like the best version of this movie looks like?
2: Maybe it looks a bit more like Return to Oz, which I think was probably a better Ooh. attempt at making a really dark children's. That
0: movie, yeah, that movie fucked me up. You <laughs> really did. That movie really messed me up. Uh, I saw that. I saw that probably when I was a.
1: I saw that way too young.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so so you're 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 thinking you're thinking it would be scarier then. yes, interesting. I'm, I mean, I'm always on board with that. I know you are. Yeah, scare the shit out of kids, <laughs> <laughs> some backbones. Um, you know what? I'm I'm here for it. I feel like that would be that'd be amazing. That'd be absolutely amazing.
1: Oh yeah, it'd be fantastic. Um, real quick, I want to talk about uh, Ma- Michael played by Matthew McKay. Yeah, was in a f- couple episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, Zita, are you are you familiar with Are you afraid of the dark?
2: Vaguely, I've never seen an episode of it.
1: You know, so for us, for our age, it was big. I think everybody watched it. So I watched yeah. the two episodes today, and one Michael's the lead. Okay, grown mm. up. Okay, he's 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 exactly what you would think he is in like a. Does he have hair? He has hair. Okay. He, has, he has fantastic <laughs> hair, long, like really good, like nineties bowl cut hair. Like okay. he, he does a good job. Um. He did, he was
0: bad, but he did he did what he needed to do as sure. the so when he was like a greaser kind of thing, right? He had like a leather jacket, he was kind of Well, like
1: because a, he gets hypnotized by the staff of a couple hundred-year-old magician from who? an archaeologist teacher and he becomes the cult leader who has to bring him back. Oh. Yeah, so he goes from like a dork to a cool guy cult leader in a commercial break i like that it's awesome and yeah. then in the second episode he's just nothing more than a ghost that comes back to life and all he does he gives a thumbs up a very very slow thumbs up and a very very slow arm around the main girl that's it okay but you know all good right. for him
0: good hey, for him listen, he's living in posterity not not everyone is going to be ryan gosling who gets there gets yep. their start and are you afraid of the dark um that's that is the peanut butter solution that is the peanut butter solution
1: I mean, thank you, Zita, for bringing this yeah. into our the world's worst picture cast world. Uh, we we owe you.
0: Ooh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> truly, Zita, this was um, it was a pleasant surprise. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, thank thank you so much for uh, for coming on. Do you have any final thoughts, or are you are, are you all uh, you all good here? I'm all good. <laughs> That's great. It was uh, awesome having you on our end this time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm sure we'll collaborate more in the future. Absolutely, uh, looking forward to that. Just a reminder: three hundred passions podcast. Look that up, and um, it's some really great work that that you're doing. So
1: definitely give it a follow, give it a
0: listen, and I mean, listen. You follow on Twitter,
1: you learn a lot about.
0: You've forgotten more about classic movies than I've ever known, and I I I really mean that. You are truly uh, you are truly knowledgeable in old in old Hollywood, (laughs) and it's very it's very impressive.
1: Yeah, I know I get intimidated sometimes. I'm like, oh man, me talking shit about someone on Twitter is. (laughs) I need to shut up. Zita's involved. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, there, there, there are times where Zita will put up a picture of an old actress and she's like, and she'll she say, like, I can't believe she never got an Oscar. And I'm like, I have no idea who that is. I'm like Google. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm like Google image searching. I'm like, yeah. all right. Yeah. But, uh, so it's, um, it was, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. And, uh, we'll definitely have you on again if you, you want to slum it with us. So for Zita and Joey, I'm Grant. Have a good night.